0: Welcome to our study of the epistle of 2nd Peter. I'm Phil Robertson, joined by Mark Lloyd, Sr. And Mark, good to see you again as we start another study of another
1: book of the Bible. What has this been? A year and a half? Two years? A year year and a half? A year and a half we've been doing this? Wow. It just seems like yesterday that we started. This it is does. good.
0: It does. It does seem like yesterday, but at the same time, I was just going back and looking at it. We, we've we gone through the entire Gospel of John, 1st, yes. 2nd, and 3rd John. Now 1st Peter is done, and we're starting 2nd Peter. We've covered a lot of ground. Yes, we have. So that's been fun. Now, now I noticed something interesting here. You're uh, going with the standard. I mean, not only are you going no notes. Right. You're going just a standard pew Bible. Is there something going, I need to I, know?
1: Well, today I had some errands to run before we were going to film, and I forgot it. <laughs> so so not only am I going by memory, but there is not, there's no notes. No, no, You've no, got nothing. No, I've got nothing, and this is exciting.
0: <laughs> well, that's good. Even more reason for me <laughs> to do this to you. So uh, I may get to talk quite a bit, is yeah, so that yeah, what you're you saying? Might. All right. I'll bump you every time it's time for me to say something. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, If you've been following along with us, you know that we just finished uh, a study of 1 Peter. And so now we thought it would be appropriate just to go straight into 2 Peter. And I'll begin reading here. We'll read the first four verses. Not sure if we'll get even all those four verses done, but we would like to just introduce... Uh, the letter uh, to everyone today. So you ready to go? Yes, go. All right. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1. Simeon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours in and by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God Now, if I didn't know any better, you take off the name Peter at the very beginning, I would have thought we were reading a letter written by Paul.
1: He says a lot of things in these first two verses and and doesn't say a lot of things. Uh-huh. I mean, he just jumps into it, and interesting, he says Simeon. Doesn't yeah. say Simon. right? And Simon would be the Hebrew pronunciation. So in saying Simeon, I think he's already letting us maybe I'm writing to the Gentiles here. And so he he sort of says that here when he starts talking about a faith of equal standing with ours. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But he doesn't uh, acknowledge who he's writing to. He just says, here I I am. And those who receive this, he's going to tell us over in chapter 3 some things. But to whoever I'm writing this to, Uh, I've got some things I want to say to you. Yeah. Now it is interesting, and I mentioned Paul there because he's going to
0: mention Paul when you get over to chapter three uh, about some of the things that Paul has shared are hard to understand. But we kind of acknowledged even in First Peter there are some things that Peter writes uh, that can be great challenging, and and even in this letter when we get into
1: chapter two there are some very challenging things, and we're going to find in chapter two if you go and read Jude, Jude himself and uh, Peter uh, in chapter 2, they almost mirror each other in mm-hmm. what they're saying. So people don't know if Jude had already read about Peter or Peter had read for, about Jude. They're all probably written about the same time. And so chapter 2 is very difficult, yet we're hearing the very same thing in Jude. And people who study Jude, it's very difficult. Yeah. So uh, it's apostasy. That's what he's talking about. And he goes into it in a different way than Paul does and John does, but he's um, he's he's calling out people sure. specifically. He's going to be calling out, um, but he doesn't name the people he's writing to, and so that's a conundrum uh, to people of saying, well, is this an extension of First Peter? Is this him writing again to the very same people? Most often the you're going to acknowledge who you're writing to uh, in the beginning uh, if you want to be sure those people are getting this. And so he does not. Mm-hmm. And so there is a question of who is Peter writing to and when did he write it? It's Second Peter basically because it's a shorter letter. That's what the New Testament people have done in canonization. They've taken the longer books and set them up. Romans, Corinthians are certainly not chronologic, uh, nor is Thessalonians and those sort of things. So then how are
0: you going to interpret uh, chapter 3 verse 1 when he says this is now the second letter that I'm writing you? This is. So you're you, not saying that the first letter was 1 Peter, you're no, saying it was some other letter that we don't know. Well, have. we
1: understand that that has happened in scripture. Uh-huh. Those people who take this as having been written a little earlier, then have to say in chapter 3, that there was another letter written to these people, whoever it was, and we don't have it. Well, we don't have one of the letters to the Corinthians, uh, and we know that there was one written. We don't have the letter to Laodicea, which we know was written. Well, there was,
0: yes, certainly. And so
1: there have been other letters written by people that we don't have. And so an easier way would say, well, this is the second one I've written to you, and you have 1 Peter, and so I don't have to acknowledge who you are. But there's... There's other things in here. When this, when the canonization was done, Second Peter was not as, as accepted mm-hmm. as First Peter. It took a little while longer. If it had gone to the same people, uh, then that canonization would have been. Everybody would have been saying, "Well, here we have it. We have First Peter. We have Second Peter. We have these two letters from him." Well, they didn't have it. Well, in canon canonization, if uh,
0: that's unfamiliar with, uh, to you. Uh, If you go back to the uh, 2nd and 3rd centuries, uh, Christians had these letters and other letters written by the apostles. But there were those that were used more by the 1st century uh, and 2nd century Christians that seemed to get more, if you will, in fact, the study of it statistically wise, are even noted more in secular writings. And those became the ones that were going to be the canon or put together as Scripture. And uh, what Mark was actually referring to, it's not really until the third century that you find Second Peter really included in there with the other uh, 27 books, or all the 27 books of the New Testament.
1: To take this a little further, th- this happens throughout the New Testament, different books being right. accepted uh, at different times. That's not to say uh, that we're missing something that the Lord intended us to have and we don't have it. I don't see that in Scripture. Everything confirms each other. If you want to learn something in Scripture, you read about it somewhere else, mm-hmm. and, and it's just amazing how that was done, but you didn't have all this accumulation in one place like we have, so people, uh, very sincere people, uh, were trying to get these things together uh and uh, it took a couple of centuries to get all that done and we, we just need to understand that and that's the study externally of us having our Bible and, right, and that's a very right. excellent well study. that's a great study but yeah. here,
0: here's the deal though Peter is going to emphasize over and over again in fact 15 times in the letter that you have knowledge and that knowledge exactly. pertains to the word of God and that's where our faith is founded and rooted and you have in that knowledge and he said you you have the writings of Paul that, right. that that's why, so we definitely know Rome, yeah, 1 Corinthians yes. have been passed around, uh, probably all the prison epistles uh, by this Thessalonians, time. Thessalonians, they were one of the first ones written. Mm-hmm, right. And so
1: they have probably, the, the prison letters, they were late 50s. Um, that may have taken a little time Yeah, well, to get we're, out.
0: we're probably looking here though. Uh, About mid, 65 Yeah, maybe. 60, so they, they've been he out there. Been.
1: They've yeah. certainly been out there. And but shared. Paul's things are out there. Right. Uh, the things that are, may not be out there right now. Well, Romans would have been out there, and
0: First, Second Corinthians, First, Second yeah. Thessalonians.
1: Obviously, John's—he hadn't yeah, right. written them. Yeah. It's going to be in the eighties and nineties. He writes, mm-hmm. so you didn't have the fold, But there are some of Paul's letters that are out there, yeah. and he calls them scripture. Yeah,
0: and and the emphasis with respect to knowledge in the emphasis exactly. on scripture that goes beyond what many Christians in the beginning of Christianity had simply the Old Testament scrolls. Well, now they had the writings of the apostles. And and, and 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 Peter's going to do that, too. He's going to assert himself as an eyewitness.
1: So those eyewitnesses, those numbers are getting smaller. Exactly, and uh, he's going to talk about uh, inspiration at the mm-hmm. end of chapter 1, and he's talking about Paul's letters being inspired, Scripture, he calls them, and he says that uh, Scripture... Uh, has been given to us uh, through the Holy Spirit. And we're going to talk about that at length. But he's including Paul's letters as being scriptural, i.e., inspired by God.
0: So in a nutshell, we both agree this
1: belongs in the Bible. Oh, yes. No doubt about that.
0: Exactly when exactly it may have been written may be debatable. But at the same time, uh, we have what I believe are the words of Peter. So let's talk about Peter then. Uh, If you're... uh, going to be taking notes with us we don't have a study guide for you for this study so forgive us on that but we would like to give you some things that you can write down whether in your bible or in notes some concrete things that can hopefully help you in your study as you look back on it the first i find very interesting is peter's peter's qualifications or the way he describes himself he describes himself as an apostle i get that one cent on a mission but isn't it interesting to note like you said, Simeon, possibly speaking yeah. to Greeks, yeah. using that, uh, that name, he describes himself as a servant. Yes. A servant. Uh, he was not a literal slave. No. But he sees himself as a bond servant of Jesus. Duleos would be the Greek word here. Uh, and it simply implies one who is owned by another. And typically, that ownership was for life. And I, I find it very powerful in the words of not just Peter but also Paul. Well, Paul he's done that many well. times. yes. Paul calls himself a prisoner of yeah. the Lord, a slave of the Lord, and and this is used in a very positive way. I belong to Jesus. Exactly. And I think that shows great maturity of faith when we can actually say that and mean that and live that
1: in our life. And that's us. We need to be calling ourselves servants of Jesus Christ. If we do that and really mean it, uh, we're all in Mm -hmm. to Christ, and we're going to do, as a servant does, what the Lord tells us to do. That's exactly what a servant's going to do. You do this, yes, sir. You do that, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. You are, when you're a servant, you're obligated, basically, mm-hmm. to do what you're told. And I think he sees that in a good way. But I'm obligated to be telling you the things that you need to know. He's going to talk about it in here. I'm doing these things. I'm saying these things. You're supposed to know them. We're going to see in chapter sure. one. But I'm reminding you, and I will continue to remind you until the Lord takes me off of this earth, because I am
0: his servant. The uh, Old Testament has a beautiful picture, and this was actually in the Law of Moses. If a slave had, I guess, freed themselves by working off everything that they owed somebody because they were indebted or for other reasons were able to be freed from debt but chose not to leave their master, which for us that would be hard to fathom, but that would be a choice because they saw their master such a good and gracious and compassionate person in the old law, you, you could have your ear pierced. We actually have a song yeah. that we sing, uh, Pierce my ear, O Lord. And, and to me, that's, that's what Peter is kind of referring to here. I am submitting myself to Jesus as my master because you're not going to find somebody better than this. No. And there's a word that is shared. Uh, I actually did a little word study on this, Mark. There's a word that is shared by Peter uh, in verse 4 where he says, He has granted to us, his precious and very great promises. The word precious is used so many times in Peter's writings. And I did not point this out when we were studying First Peter. But here's just from First Peter, how many times Peter uses the word precious. And, and my point is, this is speaking to us as to how wonderful our master is and why Peter, as well as us, should want to be a slave and belong to him. First of all, 1 Peter 1, verse 1, and 1 Peter 1, 7, we have a precious faith. Uh, Chapter 1 and in verse 4, and again I'm in 1 Peter pointing this out, we have precious promises. 1 Peter 1, 19, remember, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, In 1 Peter 2, verse 4, he is the precious stone that was rejected. Uh, in chapter two, verse seven of First Peter, he is precious to those who believe. And then in chapter three, verse four again of First Peter, how precious in God's sight are those who live godliness or ex- uh, show godliness in their lives? The idea of precious simply applies. This is great value. Uh, this is something that is especially dear. And so Peter does it again to us here. This is precious. This is a precious faith. These are precious promises. That's why
1: I'm a slave. This is endearing. We talked about precious either in in John mm-hmm. and because we were thinking, or maybe it was Peter, where we said here was a word that he was looking for a word to say because it was so priceless what mm-hmm. was being said. And he used the term precious as if I just can't come up with anything Sweeter than, stronger, than that, sweeter yeah. than that, yeah. and so precious. Just, it's just a priceless. Whatever it, he's talking about, it shows you how
0: how 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 he values this gift. He values Jesus. He values uh, the promises, uh, and these are truly endearing to him. Like uh, like I, like I said, when you get to verse sixteen, and now I'm in Second Peter again, Second Peter one sixteen. Uh, he'll say he's also an eyewitness. So I'm a slave, I'm an apostle, I'm an eyewitness, and all these things are precious to me. Uh, How how precious would that moment be in your heart to hear God proclaim, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And he he
1: acknowledged that in chapter two, right? At the end of chapter two, we were there on the mount. We were Mm -hmm. there on the mount of transfiguration where he said, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. Um, because I played the fool on the mouth, and I... Yeah, well, yeah, it you know, wasn't my best moment. Elijah, yeah, there's yeah, yeah, let, no. let me go ahead and build, <laughs> <laughs> build altars for all three. And this... <laughs> the <Another laughs> transfiguration. Yeah, poor Peter. Peter. It was a great Peter, moment. Peter does his, does his thing. Yeah. And no, no, Peter, <laughs> you, you listen not to Moses, not to Elijah, but to my son. Yeah.
0: So we, so we see... The, the author. And, you know, may these things be as precious to us as they are to him. Uh, the second thing I would put in, in notes is, okay, what's the purpose of this? What's the concern? I, I would say Peter's writing this letter because he's concerned about false teaching. Exactly. Chapter
1: two is, chapter two and part of chapter three are the main thrust, but he as Peter did in four chapters in 1 Peter Mm -hmm. before he got to the fiery, you know, ordeal. He, He prepared them for that fiery ordeal. That's what he's doing here in chapter one. He's preparing them. If you do this to yourself, what we're going to talk about in chapter one, you will be prepared to fight against the apostasy, which is coming. And the
0: apostasy, uh, unlike the persecution, is going to come from within, Exactly, not without. Exactly. Uh, and so you look in chapter 2 and in verse 1, the false prophets among you. It's kind of like Paul when he spoke to exactly. the elders of Ephesus in Acts 20. Uh, the wolves are going to come from within side. First John. 1 John. First John. John, yeah. First it, John. <laughs> it, you
1: know, it's, it's people from within. Yeah. And, and actually, the apostasy, which transpired over time was from within, basically. And so it was a gradual uh, apostasy, but that's what's happened. I I think these are smaller apostasies talking about here. This is going to be a very specific group of people that must be on the the horizon uh, that are very sensual, sexual people in the sense of their liberties towards this and making that as if it's gospel. And he's saying, no, if you have these things I'm going to tell you about, you're going to see that that's wrong. That that cannot be gospel. Well, and I, I think, yeah, it's
0: probably a smaller group of people he was referring to. But I think if you look at it and study chapter 2, he shows you what are the characteristics of apostasy. Exactly. Because it always is going to come in this way. You can see it's almost like, ooh, I've seen this path. I've seen this road. I haven't been down this road, but I've seen it because he's given me. Uh, the pathway, and it's always going to come through sensuality. Yes, it's going to come through a lack of understanding and studying God's word, uh, and it, it's going to come from what ultimately is going to be evil desires to justify yes. yourself
1: right. in what you want to do instead of letting God tell you. In their case, what he in this case, it's gainsaying, mm-hmm. uh, they'll want to profit from that uh, with the Gnostics, which are these early Gnostics or not? Well, not just just gangstaing, but also scoffing. They're going to scoff at anybody who tries We're going to see that in 1 Timothy 6 when we finish up our study in 1 Timothy. It's going to be right there at the end. Mm -hmm. Don't listen to these people. There's a group out there that are beginning to talk about knowledge Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, they don't have it right. Well, Peter is calling out these false prophets. And if it's not specific you learn to identify who a false prophet is. This is what they are going to be like. All right, so we've got
0: the author. we got the major concern there, apostasy. Uh, Let's just really quick, since we only got a couple of minutes left here, uh, and we didn't get through the first four verses. I know y'all are so surprised by that. (laughs) Uh, Let's let's just mention what would be the theme. Um, To me, the theme is what you see here in the beginning and at the end, that you grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, You you can see the idea of of growing in grace, uh, that this grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. Verse 2 of chapter 1, and then you go to chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. He almost says the exact same thing, that you grow in the grace and knowledge. And so the theme is spiritual maturity is the remedy for false teaching and we all need to be growing
1: now that's what I see your thoughts well, you and I are going to be doing it a little differently because we have the word of God they had portions of mm-hmm. the word of God but they had people uh, from within in their own group that were prophesying and giving them mm-hmm. things that the Lord wanted them to have you stay in that you stay in the word right. whatever is being delivered to you is the word of God that's what he's going to tell us uh, at the end of chapter one, it is God's word through the Holy Spirit. You stay in it, and that's what you and I have to do if we're going to be able to defend the Scripture and stay away from apostasy. We stay in the Word. Well, I, but I, w-
0: I know you say we're a little different than them, but I think the words that they had—I mean, you take well, away, enough. Th- you take away first, second, and third John, Revelation, uh, what else? Maybe Probably, been. maybe Hebrews. I don't know. It depends on your dating of Hebrews. Well, they had most of, most of. Now they wouldn't have had the Gospel of John, probably, no. but e- even they had the eyewitnesses to the life of Jesus. And Luke probably had, late
1: in fifty, maybe early sixties. Yeah, but, but they certainly had Matthew and Mark. They sure. had
0: those no, two. They Gospels. had the Gospels, so you know there there were the Scriptures there to guide them, and and you still had Peter and the others preaching to you, and their there. word. <laughs> Is Scripture, if you will, I mean the Holy Spirit oh, yes. speaking to them directly. That's what you would hear and hold
1: to. You should be hanging on every word that Peter, John, Paul gives you, hanging on. And that's why we hang on this. That's why we hang on this. And that's why we're going to hang on Second Peter.
0: Uh, well, we didn't get very far. The good I, news is I've got my notes ready to roll for next week. And I'll say
1: about Second Peter. I have never taught Second Peter before. I haven't either. This is my first time either. to formally teach it. I think I've taught every other uh, book. I've I have quoted from it so many times, well,
0: especially this first yeah, section on the, the, attributes, the attributes and then the coming
1: of Jesus. The and, third chapter. Yeah. Uh, the third chapter yeah. uh, on the judgment. <laughs> uh, we pick out portions, but to, to study it verse by verse, I've never done it. So this is exciting to me. Uh, if we can make a suggestion to everybody
0: who's joining us in this study. Uh, sit down and just read this yes just sit down and read the letter it's only three chapters and if you can do that before you get together with us and we will be sharing these videos every wednesday uh, just like we have been doing over the past year and a half i think just sitting down and reading will prepare
1: you uh, for wherever we are these people would have done just that Mm -hmm. what we've got to do is act like this letter is just being sent to us you know they would sit down and somebody Get would read it. the whole Jump letter. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't stop and say, what do you mean by an equal faith in chapter and verse one or verse two? They wouldn't do that. Well, I do. I- <laughs> <laughs> that's a hard part of me for reading. I'll t- oh, oh, hey, know, that's I do a do lot of, but, but I'm saying, to the, the person who, rabbits, yeah, the you know, person who is reading this would be reading the entirety. Yeah, and that's what you got to make yourself That's right. Do. And that's what you need to
0: do. Okay, well, we didn't get very far. No, you're not surprised. Uh, and you did it without your Bible or having notes, as you normally do. So, well done. I'm bringing well done. notes. You, My, notes? Uh, Wednesday night, to first Timothy. I'm notes are probably going to look a lot like that, <laughs> aren't they? Here's your note. <laughs> All right. Well, We'll leave it there. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. And again, if there's anything that we can do for you or your family to help you grow closer to God, please reach out to us. If you have any questions on the text or any comments, uh, please share them with us. But as always, we encourage you to do just like Peter's encouraging us. May we all grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ. You got anything else? Stay in the word, brethren. All right. Thanks so much for joining us. God bless. Thank you.